0: It's lovely to have um, visitors with us today. I'm conscious that this is an end of a series of summer services and it's a bit of a wrap-up series, so I will try to do my best to make it as inclusive as possible for those who haven't been able to hear anything that I've said over the summer, unless you've been really sneaky and listened to me online, of course, but I suspect not. Um, There are various interactive bits and please just feel free to do what is comfortable for you. Um, There are no rules about what you can and can't do. And I'll try to explain as we go along. Our call to worship this morning draws together two verses from Revelation 3 that have been significant for the hero we're looking at today. And maybe have something to say to us. It gives us a challenge, an opportunity, and a word of reassurance. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is at the point of death. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and not denied my name. Our opening hymn this morning comes from Russia, which is one of the places where our hero worked a lot, and the words are on the sheet and will also appear on the screen if you're able and would like to you are invited to stand as we sing together come you people come adore him god in holy trinity We've got um, an Eastern theme or Eastern European, particularly, theme today to our service. Um, the prayers of approach I have borrowed from the Orthodox churches, Russian and Greek, and they include some responses. They will appear on the screen. And basically, if words appear in white, you're invited to join in if you're able to read them. Um, and words in yellow, I will say. At the end, we will say the Lord's Prayer and we do this as normal in our own preferred language and a version that is familiar, but again, a version will appear on the screen should you need it. I'm not going to be fully orthodox and make you stand up for the prayers, so be grateful for small mercies, I guess. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory to you, our God, glory to you. Heavenly King, Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who are present everywhere, filling all things, treasury of good things and giver of life, come and dwell in us. Cleanse us of every stain and save our souls, gracious Lord. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Amen. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Amen. All Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Lord, forgive our sins. Master, pardon our transgressions. Holy One, visit and heal our infirmities for your name's sake. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. mercy. Glory to the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today's hero. Excuse me if I just have a slurp of water first. And the hero we're going to meet today is somebody who is still alive. He is now 89, nearly 90 years old, and still doing his best to follow Jesus. Andrew Van De Beel, known to his family as Andy, was born on the 11th of May 1928 in a small town called St Pancras in the north of the Netherlands. Like so many of the people we've met this summer, he had very humble beginnings. His father was a blacksmith and his mother was disabled. He was the third of six children, though some websites say the fourth of ten, and he was especially fond of his older brother called Bass, who had a severe learning disability that meant he couldn't speak. But Bass had an incredible gift. He only had to hear a piece of music once and he could play it perfectly. Very sadly, Bass died at a young age which had a lasting impact on Andy. Andy's family were very devout Christians and every Sunday they would go to church where the sermons were evidently long, boring and dull. Because they were such a big family, he would hang back knowing that he, they couldn't all fit into one pew. And they would always go towards the front. So he would say, I'll just go and get a seat at the back, slip out of the door and go off in play. Or if it was winter, he would go off ice skating. But he was cunning. He would come back just in time for the service to finish and stand near the preacher who was shaking hands at the door, listening to the comments that people made. So he could pretend when he got home that he'd heard the sermon. No copying that. (laughs) All Andy wanted was adventure, and when he was old enough, he joined the Royal Netherlands East Indies Army and was sent to fight in what would become modern-day Indonesia. What he saw shocked him, and he tried to blanket out with alcohol and tobacco. He also became very gung-ho. He would go into battle wearing a straw hat, and take ridiculous risks. He imagined himself dying in a blaze of glory. Instead, he suffered a serious but not life threatening wound to his ankle that saw the end of his army life. <laughs> Whilst he was in hospital, he was tended by Roman Catholic nuns and marvelled at their kindness, wondering what was the source of their inner calm. His mother had given him a Bible. And he tried to read it, but he couldn't make any sense of it. And when he went back to Holland to, uh, for rehabilitation and recovery, he would go to temp meetings. And whilst he respected those who, be- what, who did believe, he remained unconvinced about the claims and probably only went because those who invited him were pretty girls. It was a slow process with a lot of questioning, before finally, Andy quietly and privately professed his faith in God. And I can't help thinking that that diverse experience of Roman Catholics and Evangelicals and everything in between shaped his openness towards Christians of all traditions. Sensing a call to become a missionary, and he, because of this experience, he applied to study at the non-denominational WEC College here in Glasgow in the early 1950s. Andy describes himself as a Baptist. And I can't help wondering, though, I have not been able to find out, and nobody seems able to remember, did he some Sunday find his way up to Byers Road into Crestwell Street and worship at Hillhead Baptist Church? Maybe those who were in the church in the 50s can tell me later whether people from Weck ever came to worship. Whilst he was at the college, he became increasingly curious about communism that had seized Eastern Europe with a near evangelical fervour. In 1955, he travelled to Poland to a youth congress similar to one that's advertised on this poster, was taking place, and he was really surprised. It seemed that people could go to church quite freely, but he also discovered that behind that veneer, everything wasn't what it seemed. A couple of years later he went to a similar event in what was then Czechoslovakia and on the last day he slipped away from the official tour and went visiting churches discovering how difficult it really was to practice faith. When his hosts finally found him he was in deep trouble. In fact he was banned from returning to Czechoslovakia for many years and over the years he would get himself banned from other countries too. On his return to the Netherlands he devoted himself to his call to missionary work behind the Iron Curtain supported by his family who gave him accommodation and an office and a Christian couple who had been lifelong friends of theirs in Amsterdam gave him their nearly new blue VW beetle Brother Andrew as he came to be known began to be God's smuggler taking Bibles, tracts and messages of hope deep into communist countries taking them to Christians who were often forced to meet in secret and who risked internal exile or imprisonment if they were open about their faith. And if you want to know more about that, speak to Lena, because her family experienced that directly. In 1958, Andy married Corrie, a nurse, and they for a while worked together in a refugee camp in Austria before settling back in Holland to bring up their family. In the late 1960s, Brother Andrew was persuaded to share his story and the book God's Smuggler emerged, charting a story of travel to places including China and Cuba, of living by faith, of interpreting experience in the light of his faith and the growth of this movement to 12 people, which he decided was quite enough people. As we know, Open Doors is now a huge organisation. But in this book where names and places have been changed to protect identities. I've read it again this week, and what's really struck me is it's very frank. It's not sensationalist in its telling, and even half a century after it was published, I find it compelling. When the work of Open Doors began, the geography of Eastern Europe was remarkably simple. I remember when I was at school, you just like, coloured in this big red bit, right across the top of Asia that was the USSR. In 1981, around the time I started to support Open Doors Project Pearl saw delivery of a million Bibles to China where they were eagerly received by believers so the work of people like Eric Liddell had not been in vain because people had kept the faith. Right from the start, Open Doors worked with Bible societies and initially particularly with the British and Foreign Bible Society to deliver scriptures to many nations. The earliest ones from Russia were British and Foreign Bible Society Bibles with that page carefully ripped out so they couldn't be traced. So think of it. Mary Jones, who walked all that way to find, get a Welsh Bible, inspired a work that led to Bibles being taken to China all that time later. of all the projects I supported in prayer for Open Doors, the one that stands out in my memory especially was a seven year campaign of prayer for the communist bloc which began in 1982 not yet 20 years old and not the most holy in some ways of Christians I wasn't convinced that this would happen but you know I dutifully prayed that this would happen and seven years later In 1989, the Berlin Wall came down and the shape of Eastern Europe began to change. Maybe it would have happened anyway, but maybe it wouldn't. Since then, Open Doors has continued to work wherever Christians are persecuted for their faith, with projects in Latin America, North Africa, and the Middle East. And more recently, they have begun to do some humanitarian aid programs. A boy called Andy dreamed of adventure. A young man in the army sought adventure. And an old man has lived a life of incredible adventure as he has done his best to live out his faith in Jesus. So we're going to remain seated as we sing this hymn in the style in which we normally do a psalm. So the choir will sing the yellow words and we will join in with the words in italic white. the slide is a photo of me at the age of 17 a rather serious young woman who has just been awarded the her girls brigade queens award uniform in those days was pretty formal white gloves were a nightmare hats that had to be worn just so shoes polished black tights to the right denier nightmare but hey It's really thanks to the Girls Brigade that I am a committed Christian because I started going to church to get my attendance award in the Girls Brigade. And just for curiosity, there's a link through that church to both Mary Jones and William Carey. I quite like the links I'm finding this summer. And it's through my time in the Girls Brigade as a a young leader that my story really begins. Each year, from the age of 14, I would attend a residential young leaders training course where we would worship together, we would learn skills about leadership and teaching different kinds of subjects, we would do lots of marching, and we would memorise some extremely dull facts, like the address of the girls' brigade in London, and we would also share a lot of laughter. Always, there was a small book stall, and I would try and get one book to take home, and Roughly at the age of 15 or 16, the book that I chose to buy, which unfortunately I've left in my handbag at the back, but never mind, um, was the autobiography of Brother Andrew called God's Smuggler, who smuggled Bibles into the Far East. And that story really inspired me. It really caught my imagination. And for a long, long time, I was an open doors prayer partner. I'm not anymore. I haven't been for many years My interests or God's leading or whichever it is have have changed over that time. But in my teens and my 20s, this was a really important cause that mattered to me. I couldn't give financially because I didn't have much money. But what I could do is do something that Brother Andrew encouraged the believers to do. I could write messages to be sent out with Bibles and tracts to the Eastern Bloc. And as Brother Andrew said, it's just six words. The Christians in such and such a place greet you. The Christians in Hillhead send greetings. And I would fold them up. I would put them in an envelope. And I would send them off to open doors.
1: And I grew up on the other side of that wall on the other side of those doors in Soviet Lithuania in 1970s. So that's me, aged three, four-ish, uh, looking at an album of pictures. And my world was the world of books, Bibles primarily, but also some other Christians book, Christian books being smuggled uh, in different ways, um, creativity was certainly blossoming, both in terms of where things could be hidden in luggage or in a car or in camper van. Um, And I still remember my dad telling me how much it has meant for him to one day find a Bible lying on the windowsill outside of the room that he was renting. Uh, He never found out who left it for him. But we would receive packages, anonymous packages, sometimes packages that said greetings, or the other phrase that we often would receive is, gift from the Lord. And that often came from the sea. Uh, Books were Bibles, primarily in Russian, which which was good enough, because actually in Lithuanian we didn't even have the full Bible in contemporary language. So I grew up reading the Old Testament in Russian. So those Russian Bibles would be hermetically sealed, and... Um, thrown from ships, probably near Finland, so that possibly would find their way to Estonia and the Baltics, and so on. The other thing sometimes we would be used, uh, we would be asked uh, for uh, is provide translations, say into Lithuanian, of a tract. So the sister of my grandfather was asked to translate something from English. She was an English teacher, and she did that. Sometimes, in, Sometime in 1970s. And then for quite a few years, nothing happened. She passed away. And then, one day, we started to receive tracts that were the translated text of hers. And I still remember that tract. I tried to find it somewhere on the Internet. Couldn't. But I close my eyes, and I remember it. And I remember it partly because... A huge portion of those tracks that we received one day, my family, were, uh, f- how would you say, it? they were rolled, no? rolled, yes, really, really, really tightly. So my job, maybe not in that age, but I f- just a couple of years later, seven, eight maximum, was to take my iron and to iron those tracts, and there were a lot of them. I remember getting quite tired. And that stuck stuck with me, partly because I kept thinking about those people who rolled the tracts, who wrote the messages, who cared for us without knowing us. And, of course, I didn't know them. I kept wondering what their life was like, what, was it, what their church life was like, what, what, it meant to, what, what it meant to live in a country, say, where you could say what you wanted to without having to think twice who might hear that and I don't know if I dare to dream that one day the wall will be gone and I would be able to get to know those people and live among them but gratefulness remains for those times for those prayers that were uniting us even when we knew so little but we knew enough we knew we were united by our following the same Jesus the Christ.
0: So, we couldn't have Lena talk to us about her experience without hearing uh, a song, a hymn from Lithuania. So, Lena is going to uh, sing it. Are you wanting a mic? It would be great if. Why, if, if is it possible? Oh.
1: Whilst, whilst that's happening, I'll tell you just a little bit. You'll see the words in English. I will sing them in Lithuanian. Um, the melody is the melody is traditional f- Lithuanian folk melody, very melancholic, as my nation is. So prepare yourself for kind of reflection. Um, I think there is also joy there in that in that melancholy. Uh, and the words are the words of prayer. And towards the end, there are lots of alleluia. And if you feel like it, feel free to join. <laughs>
2: riatavos soam genu per Cristo estar em mar De vale um suita onde
0: Now we're going to hear our Bible readings, and we're going to be very multilingual this morning. We're going to have Hungarian, Lithuanian, and English. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect.
2: És mindezeken, noha hitáltal elnyerték az írási jó nem teljesült be az ígéret, mert Isten számunkra valami különbről gondoskodott, és azt akarta, hogy ők ne nélkülünk jussanak el a teljességre. Ezért tehát mi is, akiket a tevőknek akkora felege vesz körül, tegyünk le minden ránk lehet nehezedő terhet, és a bennünket megkörnyékező bűnt és álhatatossággal fussuk meg az előttünk lévő pályát. Nézzünk fel Jézusra, a hítszerzőire és beteljesítőire, aki az előtte lévő örömhegyet a gyalázatnál nem törödve vállalta a kereset és az Isten a jobbjára ült.
0: After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb
1: genčių, tautų ir kalbų. Visi stovėjo priešai sostą ir avinėlio kivaizdoje apsisiautę baltais drabužiais su palmiu šakomis rankose. Jie šaukė skambių balsų. Išgelbėjimas iš mūsų dievo sėdinčio soste ir avinėlio. Visi angelai, stovintys aplink sostą, vyresniuosius ir keturias būtybės, parpuolė priešai sostą veidais žemėn.
0: So, for the last time this summer, um, you have the opportunity of going and being creative next door. Um, There is also some coloring at the back if you want to sit in here and color and listen. We do have a relay through to the other other room as well. So you just do whatever you would like. If you do go to the back, um, I would please ask you not to do anything with the jigsaws there for later (laughs) in the service. So we will have some music as we move around and then we will do some reflecting in our own ways and then the music will play again and we'll come back together for the rest of the service. If you're visiting and not sure where to go to be creative, just follow the crowd. Thanks, Paul. So how do you imagine heaven? Nobody actually knows. All we've got are hints and glimpses based on the words of Jesus or the dreams and visions of others. Whether it's heaven or as I find it easier to understand the recreated earth, the the vision in Revelation 7 is for me one that is especially beautiful and encouraging. So much so that I see it both as a promise and as a goal. If you like, it is the horizon towards which my journey of faith in Christ takes me. And I honestly believe it is also the horizon towards which our journey as a community of people trying to follow Jesus together takes us. Or Languages all tribes, all nations, with no borders or restrictions on movement. All socially constructed categories rendered meaningless. Class, wealth, gender, sexuality, marital status, age, education, disability, political stance or whatever else it might be. Because as we look upon Christ, the irrelevance of these categories is utterly transformative. All sin, all sorrow, all sadness consumed within God's love and God's grace. And our completed humanity is beautiful and unending. And it's more than that because human language is never going to be good enough to express it. So that's our goal the renewed creation in Christ. But we're not there, are we? We talk about the now and not yet of the inbreaking of God's sovereignty. But this vision sometimes seems to be an impossible dream, as impossible, I guess, as it was to the 19-year-old me praying for the Berlin Wall to come down. When we hear of terrible atrocities around the globe, when people we love become unwell in body or mind, when we fall short of our own modest ambitions, we may wonder, is there any truth in this promise after all? And we need encouragement to keep on, one step at a time, along the path Jesus has walked before us. It's no secret that I really love that passage in Hebrews 11 and 12, with its catalogue of Old Testament heroes. Every single one of them, as flawed and failing as we are, and frankly, probably a whole lot more given that some of them managed to combine murder and adultery and a whole load of other things. I don't think we're even in their league. But I would add to them the people we meet in the Gospels, people who denied, doubted, betrayed, argued, and many other things. These ancient believers in God did their best to live out their faith, despite their sin, despite their finitude, And it was acceptable to God. But what is even more wonderful to me is that our part of the story is just as important, just as necessary as theirs to bring to completion the work of God. The image of the great cloud of witnesses cheering us on in our endeavours. I've I've used it before. I used it last uh, November when we shut up our building and moved over here. I'm going to go on reminding myself of it and I'm going on reminding all of us of it because it is beautiful and it's truthful and it contains encouragement that we all need to hear whether this is our regular worship place or, or if we're just visiting. I have to confess, at the start of the summer it was pretty much on a whim that I chose to prepare a series on Heroes of Faith And my planning was pretty much a case, well, I want four women and four men. And these are four of each that I can think of and find information about. I had no idea where that journey would take us. If I was going to start now, I would probably tell the stories in a different order because I've found patterns and paths through that. But it's been a real journey of discovery for me. I've learned things about these people I didn't know. I found connections I didn't know existed. These were real people, flawed people. There were hidden stories of struggle, doubt, illness, mental and physical, disappointment, disillusionment, but also determination. Today, that series draws to a close. And rather than me rabbiting on for quite a long time, I actually would like to give us a little bit of time to reflect privately on what the series is meant to do that to us. So what I'm going to do is give everyone a sheet of paper, which you may or may not choose to use. That is absolutely fine. And on that, you will find a list of the heroes across the top and some possible categories of connection down the side. Um, If I just ask you to just take some and pass them back otherwise I will be trying to talk and walk without my visuals over here at the same time there's no right or wrong way to do this um, but I've just got three examples of how it could be done um, which may be of use my first person is called A Possil. I've got some really bad puns here you're supposed to laugh, Abe Hossel Apostle. Okay, forget it. Apostle is a visitor. Apostle um, hasn't heard me talk about the other heroes of faith, but they will have their own heroes. Perhaps it was a BB leader. Perhaps it was um, the Reverend Jolly who preached a sermon on doubt. Oh, come on. (laughs) I give up. I'll never be a comedian, will I? Perhaps it was a celebrity who was interested in justice and really inspired Apostle to have a go at that. Perhaps it was a BB leader or a teacher, Sunday school leader, parents. Um, but you could do it that way. You could think, who are my own heroes and, and what have I learned from them? Then we have D disciple. Thank you, Wendy. And. Disciple is a member of this church and sits near Jeff Evans most sundays and When we learned about Mary Jones, realized that oh that's a connection to Jeff because it's Welsh, and it's not always very profound connections um but we thought well with with Mary Jones, it was a small action that had a big significance it inspired the Bible society um some Bible society Bibles went out to China with Hudson Taylor Eric little followed in the, the steps of him, and D remembers when Bruce Keeble was minister here so Connections that can be long and tortuous. Also, Dee has experienced postnatal depression, and she was encouraged and reassured when she heard Elizabeth Fry's story that it's okay. That's not a bad thing about her. It's just something that happened. So it's okay to be who she is. And lastly, Chris Tian, who has kind of got a bit of looking at things that have happened in their life. They were disappointed with their exam results. They didn't get what they'd hoped for and they remembered that David Livingstone didn't achieve all that he'd hoped for. Uh, they have a bit of a short temper sometimes. This is not just me, honestly. I uh, remember that Mary Slesser also had a bad temper sometimes. She could be a bit quick-tempered. Uh, and they really liked travelling to Asia and they were intrigued that other people had been there. So they make their own connections that way. There's no right or wrong if you want to write, draw, symbolize, that's grand. If you prefer, just to sit quietly, that's also grand. Paul, I wonder if we could put eight if we could just have the um, music on in the background, quite low volume. for that, thank you. Please feel free to carry on reflecting, making connections, drawing things, writing things. And if you have written stuff or recorded stuff, um, I would encourage you to take it with you after the service. But as our series draws to its close, very, very briefly, I just want to reflect on the verses from the call to worship. And I, I'm not using them in their completeness. Wake up and strengthen what remains for I've not found your works complete in the sight of God I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut now I know you shouldn't pick and choose with half verses and bits of verses but just forgive me this once there's still a lot of work to do we know that but we also have this amazing promise that is simple and powerful from God that the opportunities lie ahead of us through an open door that leads us on in the will of God. So I want us, as we finish this series, to be encouraged and inspired to attempt great things for God, which was William Carey, and to be something beautiful for God, which was Mother Teresa's thing, and in all things to be assured that Christ accompanies us along the way we will uh, just have a bit of music again if uh, people from next door would like to rejoin us if you're still busy doing craft feel free to stay out there um, and we will continue to respond thanks Paul So would you like another connection? I chose our next hymn, purely and simply, because it comes from China. But Brian informed me this week that this was one that Bruce Keeble would regularly choose for, If not frequently, regularly anyway, choose for worship. So there is already a hillhead connection to this hymn, which I will be learning this morning. Give us, O God the grace to see your smile within the morning light. If you're able and would like to, you're invited to stand as we sing. So it's the last Sunday of the summer and I'm afraid I couldn't resist just one last chance to do something creative with our intercessory prayer. On the table at the front and the table at the back you will find two blank jigsaws and the centrepiece has already been marked with a cross and it says HBC 27th of August 2017. Over the next few minutes, I'm just going to make some suggestions of topics. And if you would like to, you can go to any of the jigsaws, choose a piece, and write or draw or symbolize a prayer and put it in the frame. Or take one out and write it on if they're already in the frame. You can use as many pieces or as few pieces as you like. And you can pray for things that I don't mention because it's not about my prayers, it's about our prayers. And then just at the close of that, I'm going to lead us in a prayer written by a Chinese Christian who recognised the challenge of being faithful to Christ. So let's come to God in prayer. Perhaps we would like to pray for places we have heard about in the news. Perhaps we would like to pray for people making important decisions. Perhaps for organisations and charities making a difference in troubled places. For mission personnel, evangelists, ministers and other Christian workers. Perhaps we would like to pray for those we love or even for ourselves. In the stillness, let us bring our prayers to God in whatever way we find helpful. after the service we may if we wish add our own names to those jigsaws a sign of our solidarity with each other and with those for whom we have prayed Lord I'm afraid of my fear I'm afraid of deserting you Lord I'm afraid of my fear I'm afraid of not holding out right to the end. Lord, I suffer and I pray to you. You are glorious. Forget me not. Give me courage to live my life for you and the love which will make me one with you. Amen. of all the saints, official and unofficial, God of people like us who do our best but struggle and fail, we offer you these gifts of money and with them we offer ourselves just as we are and ask that all be employed for the sake of your kingdom for which we continue to pray. Amen. Our closing hymn is um, a 1970s, 80s one, and we have some more connections if you like to talk to choir people afterwards. Um, all good fun. And after that, we have a responsive blessing which will be um, followed by the song, amen. So if you're able, could you stand as we sing, to him we come, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God in the highest, bless us, O Father, praise, praise to thee. thee. Guide and prosper the nations, rulers and peoples, praise, praise to thee. thee. May the truth in its beauty flourish triumphant. Praise, praise to thee. thee. May the mills bring us bread for food and forgiving. Praise, praise to thee. thee. May the good be obeyed and evil be conquered. Praise to thee. Give us laughter and set us ga- gaily rejoicing. Praise to thee. Peace on earth and goodwill be ever among us. Praise to thee.